Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. No. No.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good afternoon. Today is February the 2nd, 2015. Today we will be talking about prophetic deja vu. We'll be right back. unexplained urgency? If so, you may be part of the remnant being called into the wilderness. You are not alone. You are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We are in this together. We're in this together. We're the ground crew. Welcome to the broadcast, and today we have Eli James on. Hello. We were trying to... Okay. Resetting the mic here. Okay. There we go. We were trying to um, <clears throat> do a different kind of call-in for Eli. You on, Eli? Yes. Can you hear me? I think he's here. Yep, I called in. Not hearing Eli. He'll be. <laughs> he'll be in. By the way. You could hear Eli. Something wrong huh. with the settings, Doc. <laughs> Eli, I'm not hearing you. Okay. Why am I not hearing you? Let's see here. I've got him. Let me unmute him and mute him back. Let's see here. Okay. Any better? Well. 
Can you guys hear him? Can you, anybody else hear? Let's see here. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I am here. Are you there? Eli can hear me. You know, uh, I can't hear you at all. Okay. Strange. Well, let me try calling in again. Hello. Hello. Um, oh, don't tell me. Can anybody else hear Eli talk? Um, can you put it in the chat? Hmm. Okay. How about now? Oh, well, I will call back in myself. Okay. Okay. There, now I can hear you. How about now? I can hear you great. All right, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, isn't it crazy? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, we're off and running six minutes after the hour. Today, Eli's on. We're going to be talking about, we're calling it, I called it prophetic deja vu. Ah. Okay. And uh, you know we have a variety of uh, of folks out there that talk about the end times. We have the normal crowd, Eli, the um, Steve Quails that are constantly for the last thirty years saying the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And if anybody it must ever been knew, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knew some of these folks like I know, you know, like Steve Quayle. Uh, you know, when I know of a man that was on the radio in the office listening to him, and uh, I don't really care if Steve Quayle hears this, he would be horrified to even hear the story uh, 15 years later that it's still being kicked around and actually had a witness to it, where a radio show host by the name of Jeff Baker sold, I think it was a hun- either 125000 or 150000 in food sales, and Steve Quayle refused to ship the, the wow. food and took his took his money. So you know, I know lots of this kind of stuff about some of these people, but mm-hmm. you know, when I have men that have been uh, broadcast engineers, Eli, that have been in it like forever. One of the guys I'm talking about had the first Western music radio station west of the Mississippi on AM. Mm-hmm. It was one of the very very first ones. And, you know, he was the one that told me about uh, working on the um, transmitters and getting studios set up at Steve Quell. And there were, mm-hmm. you know, black SUVs of government officials at his house constantly. 
all right. kinds of craziness going on, you know, with some of these some of these people. And then, of course, then we have the Israel firsters. And, and the problem that we've got, Eli, is that too much prophecy is being misinterpreted. That then puts yes. us squarely opposite of what the truth is when it comes to these end-time events. That's and, right. And uh, because we don't understand the prophecy and who it's for, and because we don't know <laughs> enough about our Scripture to understand that we, America, we are the bad people in the world right now. Uh, right. We, yeah. we are the ones. That's because we found out last Friday it's because we don't send enough money to Israel. Yeah, we don't send enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the reason why we're bad is because our nation, and I say this from a government standpoint, okay? The people of America are under judgment. The government right. of the United States is occupying us. And it's not run by us or the Constitution anymore. And so we are the right. bad people in the world. Too well, many people it, want to it, still continue to make the bad guys somebody outside the United States in prophecy. Right. right? Well, it's, now, the, you know, it's the Jews and their you know constant disinformation campaigns that, by which they hire people like John Hagee and uh, Billy mm-hmm. Graham and people like that to misrepresent the Bible. And uh, they don't know either the New Testament or the Old Testament. And uh, you know, it's really a question of who do you believe? Well, the Bible is pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah. All, all you have to know is who is Israel. <laughs> and, well, you know, they found yeah. out John Hagee, uh, he gets money from the nation of Israel. Why does oh, he get he money does. from them? Well, we give them money, then they turn around and give it back to, you know, mm-hmm. of course they're... Right, exactly. So it's crazy. It's The, the whole thing yeah. is crazy. So today... It's kind of like a oh, slavery triangle, right? The U.S. taxpayer gives to the government, <laughs> government gives to Israel, yeah. Israel gives to John Hagee. And, right? and, well, it gives to enemies of our of our Constitution. That's right. That's what, well, you know, right. our country. The Jewish Triangle. That's what it is. It's the Jewish Triangle. As so today to the let's Devil's talk, let's... Triangle. Oh, wait a minute. It is the Devil's <laughs> yeah, well, Triangle. <laughs> well, it is the Devil. There is one of those, yeah. Yeah. Right. We can go into that some other time. Yeah, fact, I, we sure can. <laughs> I went to a lecture of his when I was at the university. It was kind of funny. He was recruiting for people to go on his ship to go investigate the Bermuda Triangle, and they needed workers and Parents had to approve, and university students were signing up for the summer. It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. he also, you know, he preaches that the Jews are Israel, and he also preaches that the Jews don't have to accept Jesus Christ; that they can, they have their own path to salvation. <laughs> and the Bible says absolutely nothing of the kind. Well, right, it so says in he's scripture, a Jew hag. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a Jew hag. Well, you know, when we when we talk about a group of people that Scripture, no matter who you are, it says, if you deny my son, you deny me. In other words, Mm -hmm. you have didn't say you deny me. It says you haven't got me. So there's no work the Father's doing with Israel. The Father's the only kind of work that they're doing on. Uh, Israelites of the ancient Israelites is being judged because we have 
this deja vu thing going on. And what do I mean by the deja vu? Eli, tell us about this double historical and coming prophetic message that's in Revelation. Well, it's it's in Revelation, and it's also in many of the other books, uh, dual fulfillments. Mm-hmm. Okay, for example, the judgment of the house of Assyria, I'm sorry, the, the house of Joseph, or the ten northern tribes being taken into captivity by the Assyrians. And, uh, and uh, our ancestors, the Caucasian Israelites, who were taken into captivity by the Assyrians, crossed the Caucasus Mountains in order to escape from Assyria, and then became the fulfillment of the Abrahamic promise that the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would become a company of nations and many nations. Okay, this the Jews have never done. Okay, only our people have ever done that, and uh, so we are to be regathered, and uh, that that's according to the many prophecies as well. Uh, Leviticus chapter twenty-six, the two sticks prophecy of Ezekiel. Namely, the two different houses, the two-tribed house of Judah and a ten-tribed house of Israel, will be merged back together into one stick. These two separate sticks will be merged into one stick, and that happened here in America with the 13 colonies representing the 13 tribes of Israel. Okay, so we have these very specific prophecies that only apply to us Caucasian Israelites and never apply to to the Jews in any way whatsoever. So what what we see here, unless you understand who Israel really is, you can never understand the prophecies because the Jews have never fulfilled any of them, not a single one. And that includes the prophecy that uh, the kingdom of David would last forever, and there would always be a man, and it says, uh, I will always have a man sitting on this throne or a man available sitting on this throne, so that you know, the Jews have never fulfilled that. Okay. A monarch? You mean a, yeah, like a monarch? Yeah, a monarch. A literal, uh, little, er, literal earthly dynasty, yes. And we can show that, in fact, the Habsburgs and even the uh, Roman Caesars mm-hmm. were descended from Zarah-Judah, and the, uh, you know, the Habsburgs and the Romanovs and uh, the... Uh, British kings and queens, the Danish, Swedish kings and queens, are all descended from King David. Okay? The Jews can make no such demonstration, and they don't teach anything about this, even though it's in the Old Testament, because they know they don't fulfill it, so they never bring it up. Okay? And okay. so that's just scratching the, the, the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> right? So that, gives us a, that kind of gives us a foundation for... Who is being prophesied about? Right. And then one of the major prophecies is that the Israelites would forget who they are. And Paul mentions this, too, in, in his epistles, say, saying that Israel shall uh, have a case of amnesia. I'm paraphrasing. That they will, uh, they will forget their identity and, until the last days. And we're in those last days now where... All these, all these prophecies, most of in the Book of Revelation, most of them have been fulfilled. There's only a few left that haven't been fulfilled. Let me uh, quote one right here, which we are in the process of fulfilling. And this is Matthew 24 verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom 
It's the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of personal salvation. (laughs) It's the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. Now this, this prophecy has been literally fulfilled in the sense that the gospel has been delivered to every nation and it's, uh, it's been translated, the Bible has been translated every possible language under the sun, and uh, for those that have written languages. And th- this is a precursor to the very end, that is the judgment day. So we, okay. know, we know that we're very close to the judgment day, that the end shall come, because this gospel has been broadcast all over the world there's virtually no one except some savages in the jungles of here and there that have never heard th- this message, okay? Of course, it has been universalized by the churches, and they have forgotten who Israel really is. And the message has been distorted. But nevertheless, the Bible has been delivered to virtually every written language on earth. So this, this prophecy has literally come to pass. And uh, let me uh, read verse 15 as well. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso reads, let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Okay, what's the abomination of desolation? That's it's, important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, it's the Israeli state. Ev- <laughs> it's the Israeli everybody. state. Everybody yeah. thinks it's a a whole different thing and that uh, it's going to be done by Israel and that all these prophecies are focused on the state of Israel. This, right. By the way, you know they never say nation of Israel. They right. say state. Yeah. Because it is, it's formally in the world recognized only as a state, not a nation. Go ahead, Eli. Yeah. So... There's a prophecy back in Isaiah that, uh, and I think also in a couple of other minor prophets, referring to a small nation that is the border of wickedness. And uh, I think we could say that nothing good has ever come out of the state of Israel. Not one good thing has ever come out. Plus, Ezekiel says, Israel will be a land of unwalled cities. Well, so that's not Palestine doesn't qualify. <laughs> Jerusalem doesn't there's, qualify. There's walls all over right. the place, all that's over right. Palestine, yeah. all around that country, yeah. walls and, between them. Right. So that's just a sample of what the prophecies are like and how the Jews cannot possibly fulfill the uh, prophecies concerning Israel, but they do fulfill the prophecies concerning Esau. Okay. Well, let me ask this. Prophetically, how many prophecies are there of the Israelites' uh, future? Was there like a couple hundred that uh, at least? I mean, wasn't there? I'd say there's. I'd say there's at least four or five hundred, and if you read carefully, you'd probably come up with a thousand. Okay. Okay, you'd have to really read carefully. Uh, the, the very first prophecy is in Genesis three, fourteen and 15, where it declares that there will be an enmity between two seeds, between two seed lines, namely the descendants of Cain mm-hmm. and the descendants of Seth. Okay, because Seth was the replacement for Abel. And so you have these two seed lines from Seth and from Cain. 
still existing in the world today, still at enmity with one another. However, the seed line of Sass doesn't know that there is a war, that there is a war of extermination being, uh, you know, engaged in by the Edomites, who, of course, today we know as Jews, and that they have been in the process of exterminating us, primarily in the 20th century, by the millions through their staged wars. You know, House of Rothschild, Jewish banking family, financing wars on both sides, getting uh, World War One going, where white nations destroy each other, World War Two, likewise. And today it's just a continuation of the same thing where, where white nations now are doing war for the Jews to get rid of uh, their Arab neighbors so they can claim that territory. Okay. So all of the all of the mayhem, chaos, murder, genocide that's going on in the world today can be laid right at the doorstep of internet the international kahila, which is uh, the ruling elite of the Jews, the Zionists and the Israeli state. There's no doubt about it. They're the cause of all the evil in the world. Therefore, they are the abomination of desolation. So a lot of people think that this abomination of desolation uh, is uh, more rapid rather than a national thing. And what Eli is going to talk to you today about is Revelation has a historical application Yes, it does. And a lot of and a lot of people, even in our in our circles, theological circles, debate. No, it's prophetic to the future. No, it's perf- it's a historical uh, prophetic back then to some things that have happened historically. And what yeah. Eli is going to try to do today is talk to you about the dual nature mm-hmm. of prophecy. But you've got to understand who we are and how it applies. And it right. applies historically. Uh, he just got through telling and, you historically yeah, it was historically, prophetic that yeah, that this would occur. Yeah, yeah. Historically and metaphorically, and, and sometimes the the, the mm. literal dual fulfillment historically as well. We just have to pay attention. And uh, I'll just let people know that um, that what I've done. I've written an article entitled "The Revelation Unfolded." Part one. I'm still working on part two, and that's available at my website www.anglo-saxonisrael.com, and that explains the Book of Revelation from its correct perspective, namely that the uh, what's the uh, protagonist, the protagonist of the Revelation is true Israel, Caucasian Israel, the white race. And the enemy, the evil ones, are always the Jews, who, according to the prophecy of Genesis 14 and 15, will be uh, slither. They will be slithering snakes, uh, biting at our heels until the mm. judgment day. Okay, and that that has literally been fulfilled because the Jews have always come into city states, nation states, societies, companies, you name it built by white people and then once once we get a flourishing city state or country going then the Jews move in like slithering snakes and take over usually by by money lending they first start money lending and get our, our people into debt foreclosing on our homes foreclosing on our right. businesses 
Right. And that's how they take over our businesses, and they get very rich, and they can manipulate the politicians. By and then, then voila, you've got the Federal Reserve Bank, which is of course uh, owned by Jews. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's look at it from this standpoint. We have this this uh, saying. It's called white flight, but there isn't anything known as black flight. There's nothing known as Jewish flight. No, <laughs> right. And and what does that refer to, Eli? What's white flight refer to, and how come it's never the other way around? Well, it's because the Jews are always chasing us, <laughs> not the other way around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's easy to explain. That that's a, a very good metaphor. You know, even though white flight was uh, usually referred to as being real estate when blacks are moving into the neighborhood. The fact is, our people have been running away from the Jews uh, throughout for the last 6,000 years. And But uh, 2,000 years ago, they came up with a brilliant idea. The Edomite Jews from Idumea got the idea of impersonating Israel and uh, pretending that they wrote the Old Testament when, in fact, it was written by Judah. And, uh, and, some, and in some cases also by the House of Israel. So it, it was always written by one member of the 12 tribes, but never by any Jew because the Jews are the seed line of Cain. As uh, Matthew chapter 23 clearly tells us at the very end, where Jesus accuses these Pharisees of being descendants of the one who killed Abel. Okay, he also does that mm-hmm. in John chapter 8. So, uh, and of course, these verses are never mentioned by mainstream theologians, and certainly not by rabbis, because they don't want people to even know about these prophecies. Otherwise, they would implicate themselves, right? And of here, course, prof- prophecies, not just in Revelation, you have Daniel. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and yeah. then Daniel, of course, is talking about a seven-year period of time. And it could all be applied in Revelation 2 together, parallel, historically, over a period of what, maybe the last 2,000 years of the Roman Empire? Right, right. Well, I mean, 2,000 years, including the Roman Empire. Including, well, when you actually take the full vision in Revelation of the eight beasts, you're actually Mm -hmm. covering a prophecy that uh, covers more than 5,000 years. So. I'm a historicist, and what I mean by that is that I treat the prophecies of the book of Revelation historically, that there's a chronological order of the prophecies uh, beginning in around 5015 B.C., sorry, uh, 3015 B.C., right, with the founding Mm -hmm. of Egypt, which is a very, very old nation, and uh, being uh, succeeded by the Assyrians, etc., all the way down to the present eighth beast, which is the House of Rothschild banking establishment, the empire of merchants, global empire of merchants. We'll get into that. That's one of the sub-themes of the book of Revelation. And, and let me just start out by saying that the book of Revelation is kind of like a movie that has many subplots. Okay? If you've ever watched a movie where you know you have a main theme – but then it has a sub-theme here and a sub-theme there, and it keeps on cutting back and forth from the main theme to the sub-themes. There could be any number of sub-themes, right? So what you're doing is you're actually watching 
four or five different stories being told at the same time, but you're cutting from one to the other, okay? And so that's a very common movie-making technique, and uh, most people haven't been able to figure this out because most of the interpreters of Revelation have done so before there was ever any such thing as movies and uh, this type of script. And, of course, the modern Judeo-Christian theologians really have no interest in changing their perspective and, and studying, uh, studying the book of Re- Revelation you know, from a, uh, a new perspective, they you know, I, the, the correct one. <laughs> I, I saw, I remember reading a passage, I don't know where it was, where he w- John was, he said he was standing between two highways in a grassy area, in between two, and horseless carriages were going to and fro. It sounded like to me he was in the medium strip of some freeway system where there were cars going back and forth, Mm -hmm. and it very well could have been. I mean, it very well could have been. Uh, There is more depth than, folks, than just past history in Revelation. There's plenty of... There's still some future stuff left, yeah. Plenty of stuff, and and the problem, too, Eli, is Mm -hmm. how many people out there are continuing to think that we can fix this problem. Oh, we can get it back. We can make it work. No. We just no. have to think more positive. Yeah, right. We just have to vote Republican, right? Or vote for the Constitution <laughs> Party. Well, all these parties are dyed-in-the-wool pro-Zionist organizations. So, you know, as long as they're working for the Antichrist, they'll never create peace, right? Well, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know... They know they have control over anything that gets voted on. They're not worried about a third party. That's why when Ron Paul was even in a third party, good or bad, he was better than the other two. But they they weren't interested in whether Ron Paul was given time to talk, which he wasn't. They avoided him like the plague in lots of debates. They would uh, cut him out. They would put him in disposition. In fact, I even saw the uh, public television cut him out when he was, you know, head of the finance committee for a long time. And when he was talking, they would cut away and go to dialogue between the Cokie Roberts, whose father was a senator, and some other stupid idiot at the public television network. Right. And, And they said one time, oops, we cut back and we had to come back because Ron we had Paul more important still, stuff than Ron Paul. Yeah, yeah. Ron Paul was still talking, so we'll yeah. be back to hear it after Ron Paul's done. Uh, if, is, if they do give him their time, it'll be uh, opposite the Super Bowl. Yeah, and so <laughs> nobody yeah, right. See it, right. I didn't even know what was going on. That's how far along I've gotten out of the system. I don't yeah. really care if there is one. And the bottom line, though, was it's not that they're worried about Ron Paul. What they don't want is a viable third choice. Right. It's just like it's just like you and I. Democrat, Republican. You mean that's all the choice? Well virtually mm-hmm. in a practical sense in the broken system we've got yeah. now that's it. And that's but, the only two parties that get any publicity. Right. That's that's the whole point. So they Others can't are given allow, zero publicity. Yeah. No matter who it is, they can't allow another party to have any platform space so they can promote. And promote means money, money means win, and so they have to keep it all in the family. Right. 
And so it's broken. Mm-hmm. Our, our, yeah. It's not going And that's prophetic too, isn't it? Right. Absolutely. Well, here, uh, let's get this whole thing off on the right foot because we need to know who the Antichrist is because we're going to be talking about the Antichrist uh, many times in the form of different beasts in Revelation. Oh, okay. First John two, twenty-two and 23, who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ or who denies that Jesus is the Messiah. Can you think of anybody who denies that Jesus is the Messiah? <laughs> actually, well, two groups, actually, Muslims and Jews. It's amazing they're actually fighting since they yeah. basically believe so closely to the same thing. Well, actually, there's a, a bit of a difference, and it's probably major. Uh, namely, the Muslims accept Jesus as a prophet. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, the Jews do not accept Jesus in any way, shape, or form. They totally reject Jesus Christ. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Okay. But this was written before uh, Islam came along. And uh, what he's saying is that these, these critters were already here. <laughs> they're, they're, here. Let me back up to verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And, of course, for us, uh, these last 2,000 years are our preparation for the kingdom. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come... Even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the end time. All right, so there's more than one antichrist. One of the one of the big lies that the theologians and of course the rabbis tell us is that there will be one only one antichrist, and they usually identify that as a single person, and that's not the case. There are many antichrists, as verse 18 proves. And Antichrist is not a person, it's a system, okay? And, of course, every system, every religion has a head. There's a head rabbi, there's a a pope, a head of Catholicism, etc., etc. So let me continue with verse 22. Could you fairly call it, could you call it, could it be synonymous with the the beast system? That's right, exactly, exactly. Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ? Well, there's more than one person who denies that he is the Christ. The entire uh, conglomerate called Jewry denies that he is the Messiah. So that's Antichrist, plain and simple. He is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So in other words... Since the Jews deny Christ, they don't have the Father either. And we know that their real God is Lucifer anyway. So, you know, <laughs> you know, all of this, you know, fits perfectly the Jews. The Jews are the Antichrist. They're the abom- Israel is the abomination of desolation. And their banking system is the beast system of the end times. So there's no way, uh, a lot of people try to say, well, this must be the Catholic Church. No, <laughs> the Catholic Church doesn't fit any of these. You know, they they pretend that at least the Catholic Church pretends to worship Christ, right? But well, the yeah, Jews they do, don't totally they? reject they, they, him. Right? Regardless of how they say you have access to Christ, mm-hmm. at least they don't deny him. That's right. They don't deny well, even Christ. even as bad as they are. <laughs> Right. They at least don't deny there's a Christ, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least. You know, I mean, there's yeah. uh, there's a big difference there. 
you know. Right. Well, at least the Catholics pay lip service to the Messiah. <laughs> the, the Jews hate the Messiah. Absolutely hate yeah. the Messiah. Okay. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, the Catholic Church does is not an empire of merchants. Despite the fact they may sell crosses and holy water and things like that, they don't compare with the empire of merchants of the Jews. Not not even one percent. Probably not even a hundredth of a percent. Well, let me let me put it this way: Wasn't JFK Catholic? Yes, he was. So why would they have killed their own? I mean, here they finally got yeah. a Catholic in as president. Why would they have killed him? You know, right. kind of, kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there begs the question. Right well, there. yeah, the Catholic Church did not create the Federal Reserve note or the Federal Reserve Bank, and he was mm. killed because he issued exec- Executive Order eleven eleven zero, which would have mm-hmm. put Treasury notes backed by gold and silver into circulation. And which would have put the FRN, the Federal Reserve Note, out of business. You know what's interesting is people don't realize, I think, that the European Union is just an entity without any land. Right. They don't have to fiddle with governing of a nation, and yet they have a monetary system. It seems like the whole thing was created just so they could have this centralization of money. Right. And of course, guess what? It's it's falling yeah. apart, and they're and they're yeah. begging right now, and because uh, it's falling apart, who yeah. cares? Who who really cares or right. gives a flip? Right. Well, uh, NATO. <laughs> NATO does right, <laughs> and all the military well, NATO, hardware course, makers run by their care bank. because because they're accepting euros for their military hardware and oil. Yeah. Companies. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They get the euros for all their. Their yeah. paychecks and and all that sort of thing, you right. know. That's that's that. But when was the last time a Muslim was running the central bank or the Fed? Yeah, you never. Know, they're, they're, yeah, the Muslims uh, don't believe in usury. That's that's one of the snags that has been created by the Muslim states. You know, they won't accept the Jewish global banking system, and right. because they don't, the, the Jews have to make war against them, and. You know, but they disguise the real reason for making war against them by saying, "Oh, well, they got terrorists here. They got terrorists there," or Saddam Hussein has weapons uh, of mass diversion, <laughs> right? Well, etc. Et you know, they just lie about the real reasons <laughs> for these invasions. It's it's incredible how they have through all the history of of our culture got us into things, allowed it to happen so that our brains are extremely dialectic. You know, we grow right. up with the Blue Jays football team against the Cardinals. Right. We have all these sports events in college. Then we grow up and have adult events called the Super Bowl. And it's there's not three teams on the on the on the playing field. There's two. There's always so two. So when you get yeah. you want to see a an American get slaughtered, put an American in a Chinese checker game. Right, <laughs> where there's more than one player, right, and see what, see what happens is they can't deal with it, and and so what happens is Eli, when you say something like, well, such and such is this, like they are the Catholic Church is not part of the beast, or or they didn't reject Christ, they immediately think you're sticking up for the Catholic Church. 
mm-hmm. because that dialectic process in the brains of listeners right. begins to say, well, if it's not that, then you must, and it's like this. Well, if you're not, if you're anti-Israel, then you must be pro-Muslim. Come on. Yeah. You know, like you've said before, hey, there is a third. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, there is a third opinion. We can right. not like either one of them, you know. Right. Uh, well, and, yeah, and you've got to, like you said, though, there is a little quality in the fact Muslims refuse, right? True Muslims refuse right. Uh, interest, right? Well, the Jewish dialectic is based on the fact that they uh, prop up both sides. It's just it's a puppet show, and truth is never expressed by either side. They both get close to the truth, but neither side actually tells the plain old truth, namely that the only reason we're fighting in these wars is to make the Jews more powerful than they already are, okay, for their global designs. By the way, the United Nations is a Rothschild entity too, and it's also engaged in banking, you know, World Bank, Bank of International Settlements, et cetera, et cetera. So all of these entities created by the Jews are banking organizations, whether you realize it or not, okay, and certainly the uh, Euro, you know, European Union is another one of these central bank outfits. It's all, it's all economics. It's economically driven. Now, that does not mean, folks, that the Catholic Church is not in bed with bad guys. Oh, no, they certainly are. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're not playing footsies yeah. with the, the Vatican State's not playing footsies with uh, the city of London. And, and, Eli, tell them the difference between the metropolitan area of London and the very inter two square one square mile by yeah. two square mile area called the, the city, city of London. Right. Yeah, very very, very sneaky wording yeah. on well, on their name. This actually is addressed in I believe it's Revelation sixteen, the three unclean spirits like frogs. And it turns out that there are three major uh, uh, centers of power on the planet that are like very small city-states, okay? And that is the banking center in the city. That's where the Rothschild Incorporated is headquartered, and most of your international banks have headquarters in that area. And, uh, in fact, the Queen, the Queen of England, has to get permission to enter that area and she has to be led in there by the Lord Mayor of the city, and she walks behind him, not in front of him, okay, showing that uh, she is relegated behind the money power. Okay, by the way, the the city uh, also has a parade every year in honor of Gog and Magog. They have two wicker statues, Gog and Magog, that they parade every year. I forget what day it is. And... um there's, we have a slideshow at Anglo-SaxonIsrael.com as well, which shows, actually has photographs of these statues being paraded through the city. Okay? So mm-hmm. the Rothschilds know that they are Gog and Magog, but they're pretending to be Israelites. Okay? So, so we've got a situation where the, the deceit is so great and uh, it, it's, uh, it pervades virtually every thought that people think because the Jews control all of the media and control history. They rewrite history to write, for example, 
when the Jews came to America from the Pale of Russia, they, they brought with them a lot of gold and silver, and they became instant millionaires, many of them. And they purchased the American uh, encyclopedia companies. And when they did that, they erased all the articles in the next edition. They no longer published the articles about the Khazars and who the Khazars really are. And this the Jews had to do because they didn't want anybody knowing that they are the Khazars, right? So they purchased these encyclopedia companies, and they purchased the New York Times and the Washington Post, Eugene Meyer, uh, a mafioso and one-time head of the Federal Reserve Bank, purchased oh, the Washington uh, Post. Let's see, was there Harriman involved in this too? I don't know about the Washington Post, but, yeah, the Harrimans are, are partners with global Jewry. Yeah, uh, I think Catherine the Harrimans were involved in the opium trade. Yeah, they, they, uh, the but they, Catherine Harriman was running the post till she was dead. Oh, oh, I mean, oh you mean Catherine uh, Graham. Gr- Catherine uh, Graham? Graham? Catherine Graham? Meyer Graham. Yeah, her husband was named Graham. I forget what his first name is. And he was non-Jewish, but she was Jewish. So she's right, the daughter. Right. She was she's the daughter of Eugene Meyer, Catherine Meyer Graham. Well, you know, yeah. you know, there's a there's a very very. Uh, let me ask this question, then, and I'll tell you what I was going to say. When you say Western civilization, that does not mean Jewish. It doesn't no. mean no. Chinese. It doesn't mean black. It means Anglo-Saxon, right? Anglo. That's right. Of uh, course. Saxon. Uh, okay. Why well, Anglo-Saxon a, Protestant? <laughs> we don't like Catholics either. <laughs> uh, the uh, the uh, uh, there's a collection of books called the Great Works of Western Civilization. Right. And they used to be in volumes, and they had all these guys going back in time, even like back to the right. first century. Right. They didn't want to include, if you read the front of their book, where they have the start of it. In fact, I was going, uh, not very many people knew I was uh, hired to be dean at the Sherman Institute, and you were going to be there too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we didn't have time. I, yeah. I got sick and I had to bow out because I was having to write an entire new program for a whole new uh, division of, of the science department. But, okay. Uh, what ended up happening was that some of our teachings for the naturopathic doctor program were going to be coming from some of the writings mm-hmm. out of these older books right. for, a, for a reason. Now, here's what's funny. Like you were talking, they bought out all these books. You were talking right. about them removing stuff. Well, because these were in volumes and they had a historical... Um, history of being known what was in each one because they were kind right. of a collector set. Right. When they bought them, they appended with five books on the end. Mm-hmm. And they were actually written by people that weren't supposed to be included because they were more modern uh, people. Right. And every single solitary one of them that wrote and penned this uh, volume, and they put in like, Oh, volumes 53 and so forth out of the, you know, like the last... Through 58, 53 through 58, whatever, yeah. They ended up becoming um, Jewish authors. Right. Now, why would they put 
those guys in with something called the great works of Western civilization. Well, they never were, and they still aren't, okay? Because the Jews are an alien group, totally alien to Western civilization. And that actually proves the point I made earlier, that the Jews are, in fact, the descendants of Cain, who follow us and then uh, change our history. And, sure. Uh, okay, yeah, exactly. That's just more proof and, and that's guess, what the and Jews guess what do. One, and guess what one of the guys was? He had to do with something called evolution. Oh, conspicuous. So, <laughs> Darwin was included in this whole lot. Oh, Darwin. He yeah, was Jewish? Yeah. Well, well uh, it, go uh, ahead. he might have been uh, supported by the Jews, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, it was either a philosophy of theirs, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a Jewish publishing house that finally right. put Right there, by the way, out of Chicago is where they first came. Right. Um, I, I had to acquire this entire volume set because uh, being Dean, I ended up having to go, what in the world's required? Well, it was this collection of books that were originally part of Harvard and Yale as okay. their foundational series that, you know, hey, what was Harvard and Yale to start with, Eli? They were Christian. Yeah. Yes. They were Christian. Yeah, now they're now they're evolutionists. They've been turned into the exact opposite of what they started out as. You know, as is the case with every institution that the Christian the Christian world of Western civilization has created, the Jews eventually take it over and turn it into its opposite. In fact, there's a really good uh, anecdote. Arthur Schopenhauer, uh, world famous. Uh, German philosopher, for those people who study philosophy at the university level, uh, said, uh, how do the Jews fight against Arthur Schopenhauer? Because he, was, he, he did not like Jews, and he openly spoke out against them. And he asked the question, how do the Jews fight against Arthur Schopenhauer? Easy, by creating a Schopenhauer society. <laughs> you see, so they control what people might That's think right. is his. Yeah. They'll create okay. a Schopenhauer society, pretend to be favoring him, but they'll distort everything he teaches, and finally mm-hmm. it turns into a Schopenhauer bashing society. Okay, yeah, Makes That's sense. how the Jews operate, and and uh, Schopenhauer is very perceptive to see how they do operate. Okay, so, so the, uh, that's the Jewish dialectic. So you're you're saying that trying to find out prophetic information means we have to understand who we are and how come we don't know who we are. Right. Yeah, who the enemy And how, why we don't is because they've changed so much of our white culture. They've written history. They've written history or erased history where it uh, impacts Jews negatively. So they erase all that stuff. Okay. Would Barnes Review be good a, a good place for people to kind of get maybe a different perspective, or are there other sources? It would, it would, but it's not pro-Christian. Bar- Barnes Review is, you know, it, it's Western without Christian, and there is oh, no such thing. There's no <laughs> such thing as Western civilization without Christianity, because it's Christian jurisprudence, biblical law, which created Western civilization. Sure. Okay. 
Yeah. Sure. And and that's yeah. why we've got, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that where did this customary, customary two-week vacation come up uh, from? And, of course, it was added to later. But after you're, say, in a place six months or a year, you get two weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. You know what? why they picked two weeks, Eli? No. I ran this down. I, I, I've hired maybe 150 people uh, over a course of two years at one point and uh, had to go to these historical classes from Schwab, Schwab, and Schwab about, you know, employment laws, what you can right. ask, what you can't. Well, anyway, I'm just saying that I kind of got a little bit of uh, history on this. Two weeks was granted so that people could practice the two weeks of feast okay. twice a year. Oh, all right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how far back does that go? It, it, it goes back to the very initiation of the custom okay. uh, where people were asking off before there okay. was anything called a vacation. And, and right. people knew that the people were working for them it was their religion. They would go ahead and let them off, and they wouldn't get paid or anything, mm-hmm. but they just right. But they just continued to uh, ask off. Are you still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. Had a call come through and you got violated. Okay, okay you're there. There All you right. go. <laughs> okay. So, so what happened was, as those two weeks began to influence the customs of employers, they began to realize, well, when the employment laws then required forty hours a week and and some vacation time and holidays and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, they yeah. just went into the two week thing. Right. So, okay. Very interesting. Well, here, mm-hmm. let me just. Um, uh, Go into. You know, I'd like to document the fact that mainstream religion has no idea, cannot explain the Book of Revelation uh, at all, and uh, most of them are just plain guessing, and don't use the Bible as a guide for interpreting, which is what you're supposed to do. Okay, uh, the Bible explains itself for the most part if you just pay attention to the keys uh, and, and the meanings of you know the symbolism okay uh, for example the uh the two olive trees the two olive trees are the house of judah and the house of israel that's how they're oh, referred okay. to in the old testament okay now so why there's see... two houses folks is because israel at one point after david's death they split into two different groups. right exactly yeah, a family squabble. Just, yes yeah just call it a family squabble but right. that's it what was. happened yeah, and then the ten northern tribes uh, became very pagan, very paganized, and began practicing per, uh, pagan worship, and that's why Yahweh banished them into the wilderness. Okay, so he actually drove them into Europe because of their Baal worship, and that's why you have so many uh, Aryan, white, uh, pagan groups in Europe. They're, oh, they're actually okay. Israelites okay. who have been carrying out this tradition for now 2,700 years. That's why okay. you have Vikings worshiping Odin, you That's why right. you have Wiccans in England. And, yeah, worshiping you know, the Maypole, yeah. <laughs> all that, that stuff. That, that, they were pra- our they ancestors, were... Yes, our ancestors were practicing that in Samaria, the okay. territory of the Ten Northern Tribes in 700 B.C., Okay, uh-huh. before yeah. they got shipped out by Yahweh, it's okay. I've had enough of this. I'm getting rid of you people, right? 
Well, and uh, you're here, right. You cannot separate our culture from its religious say re- religious beliefs. But right. but Israel was not a republic. It was a theocracy. That's right. That's right. And we still are basically a theocracy. In fact, the Constitution of America. Uh, was written, it ends in the year of our Lord, <laughs> 1789, okay, and, and references the God, of our, the God of Jesus several times, okay. It's just that uh, they do it in their language, right? They yeah. don't say, okay, year of our Lord means, well, who, what Lord, okay? Yeah, well, yeah right. Jesus. Uh, of course. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, and the Boston Tea Party. They're, they're right. quoted as saying, "We appeal to the God above the clouds, basically, right. to and let Israel go." Right. The yeah. rallying cry, the slogan of the Revolutionary War was, "No king but Jesus." Yeah. So that was the slogan. We, we our our laws are fundamentally Christian. based yes. the, on the belief system that was carried clear back when you said. Yeah. Those two groups, uh, that's right. two olive leaves. Yeah. See, because uh, when the Messiah came at uh, in the year of our Lord zero, <laughs> and, uh, and then he was crucified in 33 A.D., uh, then that's when these pagan Israelites who were in Europe began getting the message, oh, that our Messiah had come, and that's why Europe converted to Christianity, because they yeah. were Israelites. The message they was heard for them. The, they, and it says if you if they hear my voice, they will respond. That's right. They, now, and, have the and, Jews have the so. Jews ever responded? Well, no. No. <laughs> no, they haven't. Well, they've okay. responded, but not like yeah, we, but not in a positive way. <laughs> no, right? no, not 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 in a positive. So you've got these two groups historically, and by the way. You're not saying something that some people have taught. Well, if you follow back the laws we've got today, meaning these horrible ones, mm-hmm. you will go squarely back to the Jews and the Pharisees that created them. Folks, there were two sets of rules going on in the kingdom of Israel, wasn't there, Eli? You had the Pharisees putting their traditions together from the Talmud. Right. Uh, and we're not talking hard. about... You're not talking about that set of rules no. that America was on then. No, absolutely not. Judaism is the antithesis of Christianity. It's actually the antithesis of the Mosaic law, as Jesus himself says. He says you have you have destroyed the law or you have made the law of none effect by your traditions, your Pharisaic oh, traditions. Oh, he hated the you know, boy, he he didn't like the lawyers. I, I remember No, that. well, I, I mean he's, well, that's what a rabbi is. A rabbi is a lawyer and a priest. You know, he's supposed to know the Bible. They pretend to know biblical law, which they do, but they defy it in their Talmud. Their Talmud is exa- the exact opposite of the Mosaic law. Okay. Well, that's they like playing trump cards, you know. Well, that. they're always in reinventing their religion, you know, and they're changing it to suit the times, <laughs> right? But here, here's a statement by the Roman Catholic Church in Britain. This was in the London Times, October 5, 2005. And the article is written by Ruth Gledhill. And it says, On October 5, 2005, the hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church published a teaching document 
instructing the faithful that some parts of the Bible are not actually true. Okay? <laughs> right? There's the Catholic Church publishing a statement, well, some parts of the Bible aren't actually true. We'll tell you what's true. Okay? Is that Vatican II stuff or what? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's an yeah. offshoot of Vatican II, right. But Vatican II was 1963. Oh, it continues. Okay. The publication entitled The Gift of Scripture says, We should not expect to find in Scripture full scientific accuracy or complete historical precision, unquote. Well, I beg to, d- to differ with that statement. The Bible is okay. historically and scientifically accurate if you pay attention to the actual original language, namely Hebrew and Greek. The article continues, The article states that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are not accurate. <laughs> what? The what? The, yeah, that's what it says. The, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, and this was published in, in London, says that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are not accurate. How do well, they that just covered, Well, see, what they did was they just threw out all of the fallen angel and Nephilim stuff and giants and, and that there were other creatures on the... And the whole idea of there being a seed of Lucifer on this planet was just thrown out in that one. Right, yeah. And, and then after that, it doesn't make any difference. Well, that because includes Noah's get, flood, Genesis chapter 6. Yeah. Are they denying there's a Noah's all, flood? Right. Yes, and and, and that and <laughs> so you know what mm-hmm. we're gonna you're gonna lose every battle. Let, let me you know this is common, and let me read you a headline. There's okay. a, a website called Anti Media. Get this, you know we've always said you're innocent till you're proven guilty and stuff like, and you get to have a an attorney while you're talking, all that kind of thing. Well, yeah. what is this new? Homeland Security stuff where they can arrest you and you don't get a trial and you don't get a defender and you must tell us. And that's all the Nephilim law. That's all the law from the Pharisees. Yes, that's right. Now, here's the headline. Cop arrests a public defender for refusing to let them interrogate her client without counsel. Hmm. So here we've got this in San Francisco, a public defender by the name of uh, Jamie Tillotson was literally arrested for telling her client, don't talk. <laughs> that she doesn't have to talk without uh, without attorney. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the law, right? Yes. yes. So you get arrested for obeying the law, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, what's going on, Eli? What's going on? These well, two... Systems yeah. of law reflect what the two systems of yeah. beliefs in 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 the, right. in one's the belief of the of the real Lord and the other one's the belief of of the warlord of the <laughs> right. of the Luciferian system That's and right. those two and those two laws are banging up against one's admiralty mm-hmm. and one's That's common right. law commercial and they law. are right. And the, and they're banging heads. You That's know, right. Abraham had a lot. He really did. Abraham had some wealth, but he didn't put it in the corporation. Yeah, and he didn't use it to oppress people either and to no. defy God's laws, you know, no. which is what we're seeing today. And, of course, Obama is nothing but the puppet that they have. And, of course, the, the last several presidents we've had have been nothing but Jewish puppets to promote their dictatorship. Okay. 
Oh, so we have the future in Revelation talking about to a specific group of people. Doesn't it say right at the beginning of Revelation who it's talking to? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it uh, it says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ <laughs> to the faithful, you know, and and it's to Israel. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus said, "I come not but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel." So uh, the entire book is is written to Israel and to you know the direct descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You Not know, written. I wrote an art. I wrote yeah. an article about what's going on over there in um, Ukraine and the and the way that the nationalists over in Ukraine are acting. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like a nationalist would act like. Nationalists right. don't act yeah. that way. Right. And so, guess what? They have found out they've been started and funded by the Mossad. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Hey, Eli, let's yeah. uh, give everybody a just a short little break. How's that okay. sound? All right, very good. And then I'm going to unchain Eli from the <laughs> oak tree. I've been kind of interrupting because I had questions. Right. Um, and we're going to... Um, okay, five minutes? Yeah, five minutes. Okay. All right. About five minutes. How's okay. that sound? Be right everybody back. can get them some hot joe. It's been a cold... Yeah. Right. Days. Yeah, 18 inches worth of cold here in Chicago. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. You know, before I hang up here and go get my coffee, there is this guy that used to be on. Gene Scott had a radio program, and he would play music and say. I'll be back after I raise enough money. Send in your money. And then he'd play music like this. He'd play it from church.
the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. Welcome to the Waterman Files, and uh, Eli's been walking around, and he's got something to say, too. So we're going to be talking again here. (laughs) This is the second part of our broadcast on February the 2nd, 2015, after a heavy snowfall. I think you said, what, 18 inches? Yes, yeah, in the Chicago area. By the way, it's also Groundhog Day. And I don't think the groundhog is even getting out of the ground today. (laughs) So so you ain't going to see no shadow, that's for sure. Okay. There you go. (laughs) But that's supposed to be a good omen, right? If he doesn't see a shadow. That should be, yeah. Dump it all now, maybe. Yeah, dump it all now. But let me just repeat repeat what this Roman Catholic Church published in, in London on October 5th, 2005. They said we should not expect to find any in Scripture full scientific accuracy or complete historical precision. Obviously, the Bible is not a scientific book, but it is a very accurate history book. And archaeologists have proven over and over again that every historical statement made in the Bible has been proven by archaeology or hasn't been touched yet by archaeology. In fact, they... uh, an archaeologist by the name of Wood recently discovered Jericho, and he found that the the site perfectly fits the description of the Bible, the way that the walls caved inward, and the fact that uh, it was uh, you know obliterated. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, and he found uh, that uh, that site that he found fit perfectly the description of Jericho. Okay, and there's uh, there's many uh, you know. The uh, historians, secular historians, have denied virtually every aspect of biblical history, and they've been all proved wrong. The Bible is, in fact, an accurate history book. In fact, yeah, the Bible has three applications, folks: historical, inspirational, and doctrinal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but not all doctrine applies to you, because well. Maybe you're not an Israelite. That's right. That's right. But, now but it does to... have. Yeah. But you're right. It has this fairly good track record, doesn't it, Eli? It does. It has a tremendous track record. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, as I said earlier, the article states that the first eleven chapters of Genesis are not accurate. Now listen to this. <laughs> the report also denies Matthew twenty-seven twenty-five which is the verse that the, the ADL demanded that Mel Gibson remove the subtitle <laughs> of his movie. Oh, what's that? What, i got to know this one. Well, that's, that's where the, the, the Jews say his, his blood be upon us. 
In other words, the, the Jews declaring guilt for the uh, killing, murdering the Messiah, and that they're actually placing a curse upon themselves when they say this. You know, that's it's real interesting they got all upset about that, right. considering, the, considering the fact that everybody Judaized in church today thinks that. So mm-hmm. what, would, why would... Con, why would that upset them when everybody in the church already thinks that? Yeah. And and they've already, <laughs> right. in, in these churches, have made up some kind of little story. But that's okay. Yeah. They didn't know who he was. They did, too, know who he was. Right. They, well, exactly they, who they don't want was. Christians to be reminded. See, doc, the Judeo churches don't teach this anymore. They never quote Matthew twenty-seven twenty-five in their sermons anymore. Right, mm-hmm. so that they were upset with Mel Gibson for bringing it up. Incredible, okay? isn't it? Now here, the Catholic Church is siding with the Jews. <laughs> okay, so who do you think who's in control of who? Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's certainly not you know. It was not like the Catholic Church were twisting Jewish arms <laughs> to take to take this verse out. It's the other way around. Okay. Well, you do, have says, pla- you, you do have places, and in, in Eli and I were kind of on polar opposites with Sherman Institute, who thought it was all Catholics that oh. has created all the problems in our, in our world. It's not, right. it's not right. Jews, it's Catholics. Right. It's, 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 you know, it's just amazing to me. If you look at the Catholic Church, Eli... It almost looks like an excuse to continue what the Pharisees were doing when they found right. out that the veil was rent at the crucifixion. It rented. Yeah. And then they said, you know what? We can't get this uh, control over them anymore in their theological, uh, political apparatus now. So let's invent a new political apparatus for the Christian church right. and call it Catholic. And it was pretty much the same thing. They were doing yeah, pretty exactly much the same was. thing the Pharisees were doing before. Right. Yeah, the Catholic Church is a Pharisaic organization in, in the sense that it makes up its own law and enforces at the point of a, well, what? Scaring uh, the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, a sword or decapitation or burn, being oh, burned at the stake. Oh, they you did that believe way, the way we say or you die. Right. So we have to make sure people understand two things. The Catholic Church and the Crusades <laughs> were another one of those deals, weren't they? I mean yeah. I mean by a crusade, I mean they're burning people at the stake and Right. And, Eliminating and, and, yeah. and it wasn't just for witchcraft. You did you know, Eli, if you were a person that printed the Bible or had a Bible, and you weren't a man of the Catholic Church or cloth, right. you'd, you'd, yeah. get in, you'd be killed. They'd kill you. Now they, yeah, right. Or at the very <laughs> least, you'd get excommunicated, you know, which could oh, you know, yeah, yeah. lead to your death, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Because they controlled the entire society in, in the good old days, right? Yeah, so the Catholic Church is just another version of Pharisaism. Of course, the Jews are the original... Um, you know, uh, Replacement theology, and of course, replacement theology is uh, mm. whoever replaces Israel in the Bible. Okay, 
is the Israelites are the are the true protagonists of the Bible. They're the subject and the object of the Bible, right? And so when the Jews began pretending to be Israel starting around 121 B.C., and Herod took over around, I think it was 36 B.C., something like that, and he, he started assassinating Judahites, the Judahite Sanhedrin, and uh, getting rid of the Levites, etc., etc. That only left Pharisees. And and the the Jewish religion admits that its religion is based on the teachings of the Pharisees, not on anybody else, namely Moses. Okay. Okay. And even Jesus said to the Jews, "If you had believed Moses, you would believe me." Yeah, I did, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So, but now here, now here's the, the last thing. The report also denies Matthew twenty seven twenty five and the entire book of Revelation. So the Catholic Church denies that the book of Revelation has any value. <laughs> okay? <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. Well, maybe it's because it's a story. A lot of it is about them, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So let's get into some of the keys of interpretation, and uh, maybe we'll have uh, some time to get into one of the, the the first major theme, the first okay. major theme of the first three chapters is the seven churches, which oh, yeah. uh, okay, and uh, they're literal churches that did exist, and but but actually it should be congregations, because the Greek word is ecclesia, sure. meaning yes, congregation, yes. does not mean a church the way we think of church today. It simply means a congregation of Israelites. More That's like what I did when I went into an underground right. church in in Eastern Europe, where we were secretly meeting in people's homes and gathered in anywhere that was big enough for us to meet. You know, we'd be. Yeah. That's the church. Right. Yeah. We are the church. Uh, the, we are the congregation. It doesn't refer to brick and mortar. It doesn't refer to a uh, bureau- bureaucratic hierarchy. Yeah, you know, where you send your sons off to. Main, it wasn't yeah. at 101 Main Street. It was the people. Yeah. Is what you're yeah. Right, exactly. It has no address. It's a people. Okay. All right. So no, point number one, the Bible is the book of Adam and his descendants. Quote, this is the book of the generations, that is, offspring, descendants of Adam. In the day that God created the Adamites, in the likeness of God made he him. In other words, the Adamites are made in the likeness of God, not the other races. Male and female created he them, and blessed them. It's female. I mean, sorry, it's plural here, right? Blessing them. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the race we're talking. Not, we're not talking about a single individual. We're talking about a race was created, and blessed them and called their name Adam, that or Adamites, in the day when they were created. It is. It is not a book about the Jews, who are not Adamites. The Jews are Canaanites and Edomites, and of course we have to add Khazars. Ashkenazi Jews are Khazars, uh, whose ancestors never set foot in ancient Palestine. And the Jews are Canaanites and Edomites, descended through Cain and Edom. The family tree of Cain is given in Genesis chapter 4, verses 17 through 22. Adam is not listed as Cain's father. But... Well, in Genesis chapter 5, it says that Seth was created or born in Adam's likeness. It mm-hmm. goes out of its way to say that 
Seth was born in Adam's likeness. Now, which means that Cain did not resemble his daddy, okay? If his daddy was Adam, he didn't look anything like Adam. Well, that's because the apple doesn't fall far that's from the right. Luciferian tree, <laughs> that you know? a bad apple. <laughs> that was a bad <laughs> apple, all right? Okay, now the covenants were made, number, point number two, the covenants were made specifically to Abraham and to Jacob Israel, not to Cain or Edom, and certainly not to all the peoples of the world. So we especially have to pay attention to who are the descendants of Jacob Israel and who are the descendants of Edom and Cain. If we, if we get these two groups mixed up, we'll never understand anything about the Bible. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we already talked about or the dispersion. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about the dispersion of the ten sure. tribes. You know, So we know that the Caucasian people are Israelites. Number three. The marks of Israel prove that only the descendants of these two houses are the children of Bible prophecy. In other words, the house of Judah and the house of Israel were the only ones who fulfilled any of these prophecies in the Old Testament. Okay, from the Old so, Testament. So when it when a, when a when a book in the Bible starts off to the scattered uh, tribes, right. uh, <laughs> to the ten tribes scattered abroad, the book of James starts out with that language. Actually, the twelve mm-hmm. tribes scattered abroad. Which tells us that James knew that all 12 tribes still existed and still do today. But he knew that all 12 of them existed in his time. The Jews deny that. Now this was at a time yeah. This is at a time when 10 of them were missing. Right. Mm-hmm. So to speak. But he knew, he knew where they were. The Jews mm-hmm. knew where they were too. Because in uh, John 7.35 where Jesus says, I have another flock elsewhere, and uh, the Pharisees mutter among themselves, does he mean going to the dispersed? Uh, even okay. they knew. It says right there. They knew that the dispersed Israelites were not living, obviously, in the land of Judah. They were dispersed all over the Greco-Roman world. The rabbis knew this, and they were afraid that he was going to go gather them up and make come back with an army <laughs> and wipe them out. That's what they were afraid of. Okay? Yeah. All right, so four, distinctions between Jews and Israelites. A, Israelites are by definition pure-blooded descendants of the 12 tribes. And refer to Deuteronomy 23.2, no bastard, that is, no mongrel, shall enter the kingdom of Yahweh. Jews are a mixed-race ethnic group. B, the Israelites practiced the law of Moses. The Jews have always practiced the Talmud. So there's two real easy ways to distinguish between Jews and Israelites. And, of course, since we, we quoted First John 22, where it said, if, if you don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, you're, you're Antichrist. Okay? Hmm. All Christians believe that Jesus was the Messiah. doesn't mean that they practice their religion correctly, but at least they believe. Of course. Right? Well, the Jews yeah. deny it, categorically deny that Jesus was the Messiah. Okay? Uh, number five. Yeah, that's that's why it's so funny to me when they started saying, now you take that out of your film. Yeah, you right. That, you know, you take <laughs> that's that not censorship, it. is it? Is that you know censorship? What, you know what's funny is they wouldn't allow distribution of that movie into their movie houses. Right. You know, some of these chains, what are they called? Uh, oh, they're owned by, yeah, movie chains, yeah. 
Yeah, the Malvin movie and Cats. Where, so there's all kinds of them. Right. Where where you go to watch the movie. And so what's right. funny is churches and and private places all over the country picked up the film. Mm-hmm. And he made more profit from that than if he'd have gone through the movie houses. I well, yeah, he didn't have funny. to pay the Jew middleman. There you go. Right? <laughs> See, the Jews control the distribution uh, to, because the movie houses are owned by Jews. Hollywood is owned by Jews. And that's why so many of, and of course, the distribution companies are owned, owned by Jews. That's why the really good directors leave Hollywood and start their own production companies. And that's the, even the guy who did Star Wars. He, he left Hollywood because he was sick and mm-hmm. tired of Jewish meddling in, in his movies. Okay, so right. uh, yeah, and well, Errol Flynn. There's any number of actors who have left Hollywood to just get away from the oppressive Jews. Okay. Yes. All right. So and then uh, the Jewish dispersion number six. The Jewish dispersion did not occur until 70 A.D. Okay, we can prove that the ten northern tribes were uh, dispersed in 745 A.D. What about them? That's the real dispersion, okay? So the Jews can only say, well, we were dispersed in 70 A.D. when the temple was destroyed and the Romans attacked Jerusalem. But what, what about the other, the other tribes? <laughs> yeah, right. They have nothing to say about the other tribes. They want you to believe that they don't exist, okay? <laughs> and, of course, they're not even one of the tribes. They're imposters, okay? It's a- right. All right, so now here here are some of the symbols. In fact, you mentioned it already, and I quoted in my article here. Jesus tells us in John 10.27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me. The Jews have been entirely deaf for the last 2,000 years, and they show no signs of hearing his voice even today. That's because they're Antichrist. They deny the Christ. Okay, it's very simple. Once you, if you actually read the Bible, it's very simple to identify the Jews as the Antichrist. Okay. Now, to, uh, I want to make this clear too to nationalists that don't get this message. Mm-hmm. Just because you're white doesn't make you a Christian. Right, or 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 you get saved just because you're white. <laughs> or saved because yeah, you're right. white. There are right. There are dogmas out among some of these groups that are saying you'll be okay because you're a white person. No, that's not that, true. See, the message that was given to the Israelite white Anglo-Saxon people still allowed them to have their free will to right, choose exactly. whether they wanted to be with God right. or not. Well, and that's uh, uh, not changed. So well, uh, is, is an Adamic person... Still has to choose it. Right. Well, here, I mean, this is how sly and slick the Jews are. These same white nationalists they're talking about, let's read First John 2.22 again. He who denies that Jesus is the Messiah is Antichrist. Don't these white nationalists deny that he is the Christ because they think he's Jewish? Too much pride. Yeah. Too much pride in, in, <laughs> right? in, in the, They're under they, the same you know, curse. You know, if they would humble themselves, no. they would have a lot more power. They would have yes, a they lot would. more. Yeah. They would have a lot more strength. Yeah, but this is proof how they've been duped by the Jews. Yes, exactly, okay. and that's what I, right. that's why my heart goes out to them too. Right, exactly, know. 
exactly. But yeah, they're not going to humble themselves anytime soon because they're intellectuals. They, they don't take the Bible seriously because they falsely believe that the Bible is a Jewish book. They falsely believe that Jesus was a Jew, and therefore they, they hate the Bible. The Jews have actually trained them, yeah. brainwashed them to hate the Bible and their own Messiah. <laughs> and they don't get the fact that yeah. our people got infiltrated back then and pretended to be us, right. and that's who they think is marching around today as a Jew, as a as a yes. as an ancient Israelite is the Jew. But you know what? That wall, Eli, it's crumbling. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna get to that scripture, folks, in his uh, stuff oh. here. But hey, he's wait a minute! Wait a minute! Make... How did how did uh, Highland Perspective barge in here <laughs> without being mm. on the list? Hi, Laura. <laughs> How did she do that? I don't know. I don't see her on the list. I see. I see her. I see you she's do? on the oh, list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm having to squint because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, we are saved by Jesus Christ and obedience to the law. Thank you very much. Okay. Now here here are some of the uh, biblical symbols that we have to know in order to interpret. The book of Revelation. C. Okay, give them to me. <laughs> or, or, or maybe you can guess. What's a C? A C? Obviously, obviously the literal C is water, oceans. That's right, the, right. Okay. A C, uh, oceans. Well, uh, yeah, but here thing. we're talking about a C of... Of people. People, right. A C of people. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if a, a C is a large number of people, what's a river? A river is a smaller group of people. There you go. It's a small number of people. But a river actually defines a path, right? Well, a specific yeah, yeah, yeah. path, a migration. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. what's well, a mountain? Well, no, a mountain uh, literally is a piece of big, big piece of dirt and rocks, right? <laughs> Sticking up high, right? So what's, what's a mountain in symbolism? Now, that one you've got me on. Uh, it may be a... Um, uh, a standard. I don't know. Tell me. Well, it's it's a government, a kingdom. Yes. Okay. okay. A standard of uh, yeah. government. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. And, and and these all these all all these figurative meanings revolve around people. Okay. And so it's not none of these symbols can be taken literally. Okay. So uh, so what's the sun? S U N, not S O N, but it's actually the same thing. Uh, that is S U N or S O N. Well, uh, yeah. you can compare them exactly. You know, they're kind of, mm-hmm. and that's where some of the New Agers go. They weren't taught this religion is based right. on this solar apparatus right. hanging right. out there in space, and it's got yeah. that. That's where it all came from. Right. Well, well, Jesus okay, is well, the light the of the sun? world, and the sun the is light the light of the world, of the world too. <laughs> right? Yes, you yes, see how easy yes. this is? <laughs> sure, right? sure. But none of these Judeo-Christian theologians have ever done this. They totally By the way, ignore, yeah. uh, in science, Eli, the sun also <clears throat> representing, it could be the father, because mm-hmm. there's three kinds of light that come from it. There's light that you see, but you don't feel. Mm-hmm. There's light that you feel, but you don't see. 
Right. Infrared. Light, right. And then there's light that you don't see nor feel. Right. Yeah. So the yeah. light you don't see and not feel is is the Father. The light that you don't see but feel is the Holy Spirit. Okay. And the light that you see but don't well, where were they? Anyway, the yeah, light that uh, you see is uh, I wasn't is, following uh, you there. So is, is Christ. <laughs> but we get your point. Anyway, yes, <laughs> right. go ahead. It doesn't make any difference. Anyway. Okay. I got now, lost. I'm kind of like George Bush. I get lost on that. Right. Fool me once, fool me yeah, twice. Don't time. believe in these conspiracy <laughs> theories, folks. <laughs> now, the moon is a little more difficult. Okay. Uh, the, but it, it represents. Oh, I know what it is. I know okay. what it is. Okay. It's the believers in the Anglo-Saxon world that reflect the light of Christ. That's that's pretty damn good. Right. Uh, and that's in its, po- in its positive aspect, right? But it's also referred to in its negative aspect. Well, what I have here is ecclesiastical authority, which reflects the sun. Yeah, okay. 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 Now, we have ecclesiast- We have good ecclesiastic. I'm talking about church authority. You know, we have good theologians and bad theologians. The, true, the good theologians reflect the sun properly, okay? They don't obscure it, okay? So that that is really you know the, yeah the people uh, the people the true believing Israelites is what it refers well, to. Well, I'm not I'm not a prophet I'm not a a pastor I don't want to get condemned for those mm-hmm. kind of roles because I don't right. I don't feel call, I, yeah. but I but we can all Sorry. be seeking to become I don't know what would you call it elders in the body yeah kind sure. Of, Bring yeah. uh, bring a little bit more teaching at a little higher level, and we're all accountable to each other anyway. So go ahead, Eli. Yes, very good. All right. So a crown and crown actually means the same thing in biblical symbolism as it does in the external world. Oh, okay. Dominion. Okay. Leadership mm-hmm. rule. Now this one, uh, I'm gonna uh, stars, but I'm going to give you a hint. There's 12 stars in the crown of the woman in Revelation 12. In the crown of yeah. the woman of Revelation 12. Uh, right. We're well, not talking about 12, the 12 She's got tribes, 12 right? stars. There's 12 we're not talking 12 tribes. Yeah, oh, 12 okay. tribes. Okay. Okay. Stars okay. are tribes. Okay. And uh, horns are lesser kingdoms. You've got the seven horns in uh, various chapters. Okay. Now, now these horns of yeah. like a horn of a beast would be a kingdom right. of a non-Adamic nation, then. Right. Yeah. It's a, a, lesser a, kingdom. a lesser kingdom. A lesser kingdom. You know, a tributary kingdom or some kingdom off that's not really part of world mm-hmm. doesn't have any world domination. You know, at least yet. Okay. Or may never. Okay. This one's tough, so I'll just go into Earth. Earth is the Israelite nations. Nations surrounded by the seas. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So the Israelites are distinguished from the seas in Revelation as they are in all oh, scripture. Oh, the sea of the peoples, the right. seas of you. What we call humanity today right. kind of includes both Anglo-Saxons, the blacks, right. the Chinese. Yes. Uh, all of the But the earth nations. is the Israelites specifically. Okay. Earthquake. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're oh. not talking a literal earthquake. What, what's a figurative earthquake? 
Uh, okay, if Earth represent uh, something that shatters right. the nation of Israel. Yeah, yeah. Social upheaval, war, war, you know, war, revolution. Okay. And the and the worst earthquake yet is to come. That's right. Yeah, that could also mean literal earthquakes too. This is what one word. Well, yes, like you were talk. We were talking earlier. You're bringing us that dual prophetic uh, right. meaning that yeah, can be both literal, literal and, and symbolic. Yes. And okay. yes. Okay. Now, Great. Is this a, is perfect. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know once you think about you know the symbolism, it's actually once you know these symbols and what they refer to, then it's really quite easy to interpret the Book mm-hmm. of Revelation. And mm-hmm. seals are actually uh, I have a I should have explained it better. The seals are what hides the mysteries. Okay, the mysteries are explained. You know, you have the angels uh, taking the seals off the scrolls and the seals uh-huh. off the uh, off the. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, the first seven, okay. the first seven right. of these seals, right. and then they yeah okay. Right. So the seals are the uh, the covers or the, the what's preventing us from understanding the mystery. Okay, and they and get so, unwrapped and unwrapped and they unwrapped. Get, yeah, right. And, they get and they're not so bad until that last right. one. Things begin to change, and you're saying that if these seals, then if we remove the last one, we all know who. Well, basically, right. there's that opportunity to know who we are, whether right. we choose to believe it or not. It's another case, but right. Well, another good example is in the end of the book of Daniel, where uh, Yahweh tells Daniel, "Seal up the book." so that it cannot be understood until the end times. Okay? Well, the people who have unsealed the book of Daniel are the Christian theologians, not the Jews. Okay? Mm -hmm. And they did the research that shows that Daniel has all kinds of historic significance, where we're talking about beasts that are literal kingdoms, and it's the Christian theologians who have done the yeoman's work in figuring out what uh, what the symbolism of Daniel actually is. Okay? Yeah, they were the miners. They got in there That's and got right. the jewels. <laughs> yeah, and we are the ones who, uh, it's true Israelites, who are his witnesses. The Jews are not witnesses of the Bible. The Jews don't teach anything about the Bible. If they do teach about the Bible, it's always lies. But well, they're, isn't it? not isn't this exactly what they're talking today about? Israel's constantly saying stuff like these is extremist, right. Islamic, extremist. Uh, murdered, <laughs> killed, and, and, and destroyed. Right. But don't rabbis also say kill the... K- kill the Gentiles. The, kill the Gentiles? It's kill the Gentiles. Right. Mean, there's an entire organization in Israel today. They have meetings in hotels. Uh, they want... The Gentiles killed, and they want little girls. Yeah, you right. can rape, plunder, and murder, and it's not a murder. So that's right. You know, it's yeah. like the black, the kettle calling somebody black. You know, it's there you just go. crazy. That's right. And, uh, trumpets uh, are harbingers of war because in the Old Testament, when um, the, the trumpets oh, only yeah, blew yeah. at certain times when there was uh, an enemy invading or when a king was being mm-hmm. crowned. Okay, and 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 so, there was the famous battle. Jericho, you mentioned. Right, they blew trumpets, yes, and sang songs and shouted, yes, exactly, okay. So that's kind of a principle, then. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, you know, uh, these symbols are are explained in the Old Testament, okay? I've got to to think that's where our bagpipes came from, but I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, right, absolutely, (laughs) no doubt about it. 
Uh, and a song. What's a uh, song is a figurative term for what? A song is a uh, um, a verse of a writing. Okay, well, it's a story, the teaching, a story. teaching story. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, the gospel, mm-hmm. the Old Testament and the New Testament. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a verse at the end of Revelation that says that they, the Israelites, will sing as it were a new song. Uh, Why does okay. it say as it were? Because we Israelites, having rediscovered our identity, are singing the old song, but it sounds new because everybody's forgotten oh, it. Yes, okay? exactly. <laughs> so, the, so the story that we have lost, isn't it amazing, Eli, that we were able in our, in our, in our, in our civilization to even have rediscovered that story it's That's right. just miraculous that it got preserved right it has been preserved fortunately it has been preserved in writings down through the ages and in fact even queen elizabeth the first when she addressed her troops she addressed them as men of israel there you go okay it's uh, mm-hmm. the forgetting actually has taken a long time, and it's mainly the, the masses of Israelites. You know, the, in Middle Ages, it was the serfs, you know, because and, and they've been brainwashed by Catholicism, exactly. which claimed to be Israel, okay? Exactly. You're, but you're there were always right. people yeah, exactly. around who knew the truth, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the truth is being revived, yes. That's been a miracle that we've got it. And, it and, and, and it's a miracle even because if you look at, like, England today, and you see what the queen, so to speak, has allowed to happen to, like, the metropolitan area of London with all the Muslim stuff and all the Jewish takeover of the banking, and which happened before her. But um, it's amazing that we still have anything, and people get confused thinking, see what the queen's done? See what that Anglo-Saxon monetary system is doing to us, and they get confused, don't they? Yeah, yeah. She's, she yeah. might still be there, but she, yeah. she's not the one that started that yeah. banking uh, there, system. I, I see there's a bit of confusion in the chat room. Um, uh, Guest 5 says, the whore is the Judeo-Christian empire of merchants. It's really not Judeo-Christian, although there's a lot of white Anglo-Saxons involved in it, but it's Jewish. The Empire of Merchants is Jewish, is Jewish to the core. All the well, banks are owned by Jews. That. I mean, yeah. when's the last? I mean, pre, if that's the case, predominantly then, we should see Anglo-Saxon white men after Anglo-Saxon white men yeah, running, running the, Federal the Reserve. Fed. Yeah, yeah right. And, and they don't. That's not the case. It's been, we've got yeah. Yellen, a Jew. Yeah. We've got Bernanke, a Jew. We've got Greenspan, a Jew. We've got... Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul, what was the guy name? Well, I don't Paul, know, Paul, but they're yeah, Volker, Paul Volker. Volker. Yeah. The saxophone player. The, these yeah, guys, right. was it? <laughs> Just, oh, no, that was Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, well, was Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and guess five says, and fallen Christianity. Yes, Judeo-Christianity to the extent that it follows the Jews around as if they were the Messiah. Yes, well, those well, are people who follow them are also about, fallen. And we talked about that earlier. If you are 
fallen Christianity, then you are part of the Antichrist system. That's right. So that's yeah, right. You're you're just kind of an as Jesus with, said, you're either for me or against me. If you're doing business with Jews, you are against him. Mm-hmm. It's really that's. I learned. I learned that too late, Eli. <laughs> and okay. I had I had some of them. I, I, I smell an every, antidote coming. <laughs> well, the antidote is they wiped me clean. You know they did. Yeah, right. You, <laughs> you got taken to the cleaners, right? Bad. By some Jew, bad. right? I lost mm-hmm. every. I lost everything. Uh huh. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beware of Jews in the real estate business. They and, won't and, take and, advantage. Well, it was the oil business. Oh, okay. I should have stuck yeah, to the way. medical business. Yeah. Well, they were in there right. too, but uh... yeah, <laughs> right, right. And so, just two more symbols. Day uh, in in prophecy, and this goes back uh, to Daniel and Ezekiel, and mm-hmm. even um, uh, I forget uh, uh, several several books. That uh, a day of prophecy, a prophetic day, is exactly one year. Okay. okay, so yeah, when so when you're looking at prophetic days, like uh, the seventy weeks of Daniel, oh, okay. seventy weeks is four hundred ninety days, and therefore prophetically, it's exactly four hundred ninety years. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. So because uh, so when Daniel uses the term day, about, he was so, talking we, about, his, so right. historically applying it. We can right. talk about a 490-year period of history. Exactly. And then symbolically, we could talk about a seven-year period of, of time, so to speak. Right. And so uh, okay. Daniel's prophecy began in the year that Artaxerxes issued a decree that the Israelites of Judah could come back from Babylon and begin working on the temple. Okay? Mm-hmm. Exactly 409 years later... Messiah was sacrificed at the cross. So that prophecy, and he uses the term day, for 70 weeks of years is what he says. So 70, oh. 70 times 7 is 490. 490, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so exactly 490 years later, Messiah was crucified. So that, that prophecy came true to the day, as it were, right? To the, to the year. To the year it came true. And then month, a month is 30 days. Exactly. Okay. So uh, all of these were you know, all of these terms have literal meanings and figurative meanings, but mo- most of the time in the Book of Revelation it's figurative. Although there are some literal cases as well. Okay. It's the mm-hmm. only way you can figure that out is to know history. When the history came. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, basically, who we're talking about and and translating all the meanings into. What's going to happen, and who's it going yeah. to happen to? And right now, let me get back because I see we only have about ten minutes left. Let me get back to the sub themes or the subplots of the Book of Revelation. There are two major subplots. You know, you have the historical progression of all the prophecies, which we said starting with Egypt around three thousand BC to the Judgment Day, two thousand AD plus. We've, I think we've only got a little bit of time left. So it covers a period of time from the first beast, uh, Egypt, to mm-hmm. the Judgment Day, at least 5,000 years, okay? Because that, oh, that's right. the time span the Book of Revelation covers. But most of it is historical events starting, uh, you know, it, it, 
It retells the story of Daniel with the four, four beasts of Daniel being incorporated into the seven beasts of Revelation. And then there's an eighth beast added. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there's tremendous correlation between the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation. So if you understand Daniel, that's a great help to understanding Revelation. Okay? Awesome. awesome. Right, I'll, get, I'll explain that as you know, we continue our series here. Sure. But one of the main themes is, of course, the eight beasts. And as I said earlier, the first beast was Egypt, kingdom. The beast is a kingdom. Mm-hmm. And a beast can be good or bad depending on the context. Okay? So Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, Napoleon, and the House of Rothschild. These are the eight <laughs> beasts. These are the eight we beasts. had a whole bunch of Anglo-Saxon stuff in there, and all of a sudden the House right. of Rothschild pops up. Right, now, exactly. When you were talking Egypt, uh, was that way that 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 Egyptian frame time frame way before Joseph shows up? Because oh yeah, right, yeah, way before okay. Joseph, probably a thousand years okay. before Joseph. Yeah, but Joseph so, uh, was at was there during a pretty. Pretty right. powerful time of yeah. Egypt, wasn't he? Right. Well, see, Egypt had been inhabited for many thousands of years uh, b- before biblical times. Okay, it's just not. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, but that's why it's registered as the first beast, the first kingdom. Okay. Oh, okay. Because of its extreme antiquity. All right. And okay. uh, so, and then Assyria conquered Egypt, which in turn was conquered by Babylon. <laughs> which is in turn conquered by the Medes and Persians, which was in turn conquered by Greece, in turn conquered by Rome, which, the, which was in two parts, Imperial Rome and Papal Rome, because uh, the Papal oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, assumed the same uh, physical location, Rome, the city of Rome. Okay, That's why it, the, the book of Revelation says that uh, one of the beasts died and was reborn. Was? Was not now is or something yes. like that. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. that's Rome because it died and the imperial Rome died and regurgitated, <laughs> regurgitated <laughs> the papacy. Right. The interesting thing about this is that the papacy never repudiated the uh, <laughs> Greek uh, Greek god that uh, I'm sorry, the Roman god uh, that all the um, Roman emperors gave homage to. Well, they okay. went to all these uh, Greek uh, temples and brought all those statues and, yeah, right. and put them in there around uh, the Vatican there at the Vatican State. I mean, yeah. come on, give me a break. Those weren't made by Italian sculpt- sculptors. Yeah. Those were those right. were <laughs> those were off of ancient sites like right. uh, uh, the ruins of Egypt or of Greece and stuff. So, well, uh, what I'm getting at is that the Caesars had a you know, they were worshipped as gods. Okay. Yes. They, they, they well, demanded yes. the people worship them as gods, right? Well, now and there so, was a. Did you know there was a Caesar by the name of Thrax? Thrax, who was, yeah, <laughs> was no. eight foot six inches tall. <laughs> eight foot six inches. Okay. He was all right. huge. All right. Okay. Huge, and all he did was go make war. Right. Kind of makes me suspicious. Well, that's you what most of I mean? the Caesars did was just make war, right? Okay. Yeah. But uh, he had a religious title. The Caesars had original, uh, a religious title, which was Pontifex Maximus. Okay. Now, what's the other term for a pope? Uh, pontiff? Pontiff. Pontiff. Yeah. 
See, the Pope still retained the title of Pontifex Maximus. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's that pagan title. They have never well, repudiated it. Us Scots really don't like the Roman Empire. <laughs> we, st- we, still, right. we still don't. <laughs> right. Like, you know, in fact, they were scared of us. That was the only time Rome built a wall not to. Yeah. You know, a lot <laughs> right. of people think Adrian's Wall was built by the Scots to keep the Roman people out. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> right. It was the Roman Empire building a wall to keep the Scots away because they right. couldn't do those those crazy. Right. Scots would time, fight course, real hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, they were they were heathens. You know, same, back then. Same, the, same as the Great Wall of China. China built that wall to keep the Mongols out. Right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, number six is Rome. Number seven is Napoleon, because mm. Napoleon defeated the papal states oh, and did, put, right, yeah. put the Pope under arrest and took his army away from him and a lot of land too. Okay, so Napoleon is number seven, and uh, the reason why House of Rothschild is number eight because all of these beasts are militarily defeated, uh, have militarily defeated the previous beast. Okay, and it mm-hmm. turns out that Wellington's army was financed by the Rothschilds. <laughs> it was not financed by the British. It was financed by the Rothschild. So the eighth beast is the Jews. Okay, Eli, okay. we've got about four minutes left. When are we going okay. to do our next installment? Because I know people are at that right. crucial point of, oh, gosh, i got to learn more. Well, and there is a lot more coming. I think we've maybe piqued some interest, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. because the book of Revelation can be understood... I understand it from the Christian identity point of view, which means unless you know who Israel is and who the Jews are, you'll never understand the Bible, let alone the book of Revelation, okay? And having and then doing the historical research, I'm presenting the historicist interpretation along with the sub-themes, okay? okay. The, the next sub-theme is the seven churches, seven oh, yeah, congregations, yeah, yeah. okay, which are both literal cities, Right. And prophetic eras, okay? Per, uh, and so, at times, uh, and we're in the last church, aren't we? Yes, the church of Laodicea, the church that Jesus hates the most. Why? Uh, the lukewarm one, right? The lukewarm church. Lukewarm, I would rather you be cold or hot. If you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, That's man. what the word That's means. It means vomit. In other words, he hates this last church so much that they nauseate him. Eli, when do you want to come back on? Wednesday, Friday, tomorrow? Uh, well, I can't tonight. do it Wednesday. Uh, maybe maybe we could do uh, Fridays, Mondays and Fridays until we get the series done, you know, unless something right. intervenes. Okay, but let's Wednesdays do, I'm pretty do, tied up. Let's do a uh, Friday continuation of it, yes. and we'll get into the okay. seven churches. Right. We're going to... From this, we're going to start getting hints about what's coming for us. Yeah, right. Well, what's left? What's left to be fulfilled? And it's not much. Not okay. much. Right. Eli, okay. it's been great. Lots yeah. of uh, very interesting sub... Well, you've okay. got to chase these rabbits while you go down the main themes, right? That's right. Alice Alice fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> 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 and she came out much wiser, Right. But uh, yep. just, to, just to prove the ridiculous statement by the Catholic Church that the book of Revelation can't be understood. I mean, it's, it's an absurd statement. 
why the Catholic Church would ever make a public statement like that is beyond me. But they did. But just well, proves they don't understand the Bible, right? They've okay. never, you know, I've never claimed they knew what they were talking about anyway. But <laughs> yeah, hey. right. Exactly. All right. Thanks for right. coming, Eli. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll see how we pass the ammunition. That's right. That's see right. Bye bye. All right. We're going to continue this. Ooh. We're going to do some more, folks. Do some more on um, Friday with this. Wednesday, I'm going to cover what's going on in Ukraine and why you should not believe everything you read. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.